The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The the majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Um, You know, I've been thinking about Jordan Travis, the quarterback, lately, and where this program would be without him. Um, We wouldn't be that good. I don't think we would probably... We, I mean, we would definitely be one of the worst programs in the country if we're not already there. Um, but Jordan Travis needs to take the next step. I mean, I mean, a quantum leap, not just a step, a quantum leap. You know, he, he needs to have a Kenny Pickett type season in terms of progression not not necessarily the statistics um but definitely the progression in terms of being a quarterback i think that would go a long way to uh, helping florida state have a fairly decent season um you know i've been saying it for a long time you know Offensive line and defensive line are probably, to me, the most important foundational pieces of a football team. And then I would say quarterback. Um, so I, I just I can't really put emphasis on it, emphasis on it enough that we need a big year from him. And I would like to see less scrambling and just more playmaking with his arm. Because he has a big arm, you know, but sometimes he gets happy feet in the pocket and it affects his accuracy. You know, when he just uses his fundamentals, I mean, he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good, you know, quarterback throwing the football. Um, But everything works together. Offensive line got to pass protect. Receivers got to get open. Quarterback has to make good throws. And, uh, I mean, I think we can do it. I think he can do it. Um, We're just going to have to see what happens. Um, I really think in the Duquesne game, week zero, you can just run your basic stuff. You should be able to run your basic stuff against Duquesne and dominate. Now, if you can't run your basic stuff against Duquesne, a school I never heard of in my life, and not dominate the game, we got a problem. Because you don't want to show LSU nothing. I mean, I think it's Duquesne, LSU, Louisville, Wake Forest. That's the opening slate. 
Um, you would love to come out of that two and two, you know, or three and one. But one and three is not acceptable. You know, we we whatever you did to get this team out of the zero win column last season, whatever, wherever you went, whatever buttons you had to push, you need to be pushing those buttons right now, Mike Norvell, to get this team ready to go and lock in from week zero to the last to the Florida game. Whatever buttons you got to push, whatever you got to do to motivate these guys, we need it. Um, And we got to find the right pieces on the offensive line, the right combination of players. Um, I got to see what this Bless Harris dude can do, man. I don't even remember seeing him in the scrimmage. But like I said, I don't put a lot of stock in, in the spring game. It's just a glorified scrimmage you're not really seeing an actual game you just it's just a glorified practice really and um you know if he's going to be the guy on the left is it left or right side um okay fine but i really want to see what lloyd willis can do um and I want to. I really want to see what Rod Orr can do. Because um, I'm not really sold on uh, what's his name. Um, I can't think of his name. The left tackle with the goggles. I I just I forget names, man. Y'all know that. Um, but I'm not really sold on him. Um, Because, I mean, you you hear other people talking about, oh, well, he's a great, uh, well, not great, but he's a good tackle. I don't know, man. I don't feel like he's that good. Not how he routinely gets beat. So, um, and I know I talk about the offensive line all the time, but that's been, for the last five, six years, that's been our you know, kryptonite is the offensive line. The offensive line was never that great to begin with. I think Dalvin Cook masked a lot of problems that we had on the offensive line. Um, So we didn't have to go out and get top-level guys. We just had to basically go get bodies. And we're paying for it now. So, you know, we got a great offensive line coach in Atkins, and he's getting guys – you know, if you're if you're Florida State, you don't. I mean, unless a big time Power Five school comes calling, you pay that guy whatever he wants. You don't pay him more than the head coach, but I mean, just off recruiting alone, you try to keep him because he's he's definitely making headway on that offensive line. It's just a matter of time before you start seeing. Uh, you know, positive results. And we can only hope that we see those positive results this season. Um, I, I don't know what combination of players on the offensive line that they're going to go with, but, you know, that's the that's probably the most critical decision for this team this season 
And, uh, you know, that that's going to determine a lot. It's going to determine how this season goes. It's going to determine the, the passing game, the run game, everything. Um, I've said it before. I think the offensive line in football really, you know, is the heartbeat of your team because they can – they can basically control everything that happens on on your team. They control how long the defense is out there, right? Um, they control kickoff. They control punt. They they control you know virtually every facet of the game. If your offensive line is dominating, you're eating up clock. Your defense is on the field less. Okay, if they're dominating, they're scoring points. Okay, you don't have to punt. Okay, um, you know if your if your offensive lineman is dominating, you're usually not. You know, you don't have to do kickoff return or punt return, any of that stuff. So, it, it's just. It, to me, I don't, I don't think in football there's a, a, a more important position group than the offensive line. And and you know, just from Florida State for the last five six years, we're seeing it. We're suffering for it. And uh, you know, I just hope that we can get that position group right. I think it will go a long way to determining how successful successful we are uh this season um i just recently saw that the uh recruiting coordinator position opened up for florida state and you know uh brewster a guy who's with jimbo you know during the during his successful run he is available um i would bring him back you know, I, I think he was a tremendous closer. He um he always recruited well in Florida. Why not bring him back? You know, that's a win win for Florida State. Um, you know, he got into a little battle with uh Ramsey a few years ago about when he was at Texas A and M, he was posting on social media about the you know, the guys that he had put in help you know, recruit, and they got to the league. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey said, I never went to Texas A&M. I went to Florida State. So, you know, that's the only, you know, somewhat negative thing I can really think about the guy. But other than that, I think he was a pretty good uh, position coach, tight ends coach, and uh, recruiting coordinator. I mean, obviously you're going to hire him for the recruiting coordinator stuff. It may be a position down the line, but I think that would be a tremendous, uh, you know, um, pickup for Florida State. Um, this is the last summer that we have to go without a college football video game. And I just think this um, incarnation of the game I just I just hope they're using different animations. I hope it's not a Madden copycat. Um 
you know, when when NCAA 14 came out, I thought it was a I just thought it was a trash game. I really thought it was a trash game. I I probably played like a few seconds of it. I was like, man, this thing is booty. And then years went by, we didn't have a game, and you just say, okay, this was a pretty good game. And I don't know if it was because we were not getting a new game or if it was just a really good game. But, um, I mean, it's coming out on the next-gen console, so it's probably going to, graphically, it's probably going to look very good, I hope. I mean, if history tells us anything, when EA brings a new game to a new console, that first year is pretty trash. So, um, they've had a couple years to, I mean, we're basically still a year out, but they would have had a couple of years to really put a solid game together. And I just hope that they are really listening to the fans, listening to the gamers, and just, you know, try to put a, a very good game out there. The dark side of name image likeness. I mean, you should have saw this coming. You knew that the SEC, with with the big money that they get, they were going to go around raiding other programs. Um, you 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 should have saw this coming. Like, you know, so I I you you got the new regulations out there. I haven't actually seen them yet, but I would imagine that. Basically, one of the first rules is that you can't recruit guys off another team's roster. And basically, it's the boosters doing that. But see, I, me, I don't have a problem with that. If, if I feel like if the player wants to leave for a payday, let him go. You know, let him do that. Because... If he can just get a little bit of money to help himself or to help his family, I, I like that idea. I mean, that's the American way. I mean, like if you got a job and another job comes calling and they want to pay you more money, guess what? You have the freedom and the right to leave. You know, if, if, if somebody offers a head coach a better paying job, he has the choice to leave. You know, the players can't say, OK, such and such was tampering with our head coach. And it's, it's always this double standard. But like I said, if these players, you know, what I'm saying the majority of these players that's getting the money are black. You know, in my heart of hearts, I think if, if it was, you know, White guys getting this payday, you wouldn't be hearing about it. They would just say that's capitalism. And I'm not trying to throw out the, the whole racial thing, but, you know, you know, it's facts. You know, <laughs> this big money, big money is getting thrown around and the majority of these guys are black. And then, you know, you got to get all these rules and stipulations in place. But like I told you the other week, when Arch Manning gets to college, he will probably sign the largest NIL deal in history. And I promise you, it won't be this big hoopla about it. And deservingly so.
I hope the kid, I hope the young man gets all the money that he deserves in the universe. I don't, you know, as a fan, I want these guys to get paid. But I just want it to be fair and balanced. And, and you know, if if one guy's going to get scrutinized for leaving whatever school and going to another school or getting a big money deal and he gets criticized, then all players should get it. You know, I don't think anybody should be void of criticism. And uh, I, I really just hate the media, bro. I, I really do. Um, I, I just, it's just, I understand they got a job to do. But just attacking a guy because he is trying to take care of himself, take care of his health, and... You you want to put a sport above that? I I don't get it. Um, like the Kyrie Irving situation. He didn't get vaccinated. He sat out games. Well, he felt like his health was more important than basketball. So I I just don't get why these uh, pundits go on TV and say, oh, he's selfish and I wouldn't give him this and I wouldn't give him that. You costing that man money. You costing that man money to take care of his family and take care of his kids. You know, and people don't think about that. You know, I, I and if he doesn't re-sign with Nike, I, I think it's going to be a number of shoes, comp- shoe companies lining up to sign Kyrie Irving. You know, extremely and if I was him I wouldn't go back to Brooklyn I know he from New Jersey and I know the New Jersey Nets now the Brooklyn Nets is like his home team I wouldn't go back you know I I would go bump it I would go play with LeBron again you ain't done nothing since LeBron go back and play with LeBron man and then like I said I know this is the Go Nose podcast but you know I feel like NIL and his situation comes together. I mean, Norvell was on the ACC network the other day talking about tampering, you know, teams tampering with his with his players. I mean, we got some okay guys, but, you know, Florida State has to basically fundraise for their NIL stuff. We don't have you know, billionaires waiting in the wings just to go get guys like some of these SEC programs. I wish we did. I wish I was a billionaire. I would I would be that guy. I most certainly would. Um, so, you know, the media, it's, it's never going to change. I, I can sit here and wish and wish until, you know, the end of the world but the media is not going to change they're gonna if anything is going to get worse it's never going to get better so you know we we just have to hope that um the players can be smarter with with some of the uh decisions that they make but you know i i think when it comes to health you have to make the best decision that's for you and your family you can't worry about what the media is saying everything 
with this upcoming season, to me, hinges on offensive line play. Um, I think we've got, we've upgraded at wide receiver. We got pretty good receivers now, in my opinion. I think we got a nice stable of running backs. And um, tight end is kind of so-so. Um, with the exception of Cam, Cam McDonald. But I really feel like we can, um, you know, if we can get something done on all, I mean, the offensive line, if we can figure out what we're doing there, I think we're going to be okay. Um, I don't really worry about the defense too much. I think defensively, we're going to be all right. Um, I, by no stretch of the imagination do I think we're going to be Georgia of last season. But I think we're going to be very competitive on defense. I think we've upgraded at linebacker. Um, we went and got some guys on the defensive line. Um, you know, losing Travis Hunter was a tremendous blow. But I think with, uh, you know, getting – you know, a couple of four stars. I think we're going to be all right there. So I, I look for Florida State to be one of the top defenses in the ACC at minimum. Um, you know, no worse than fifth in the ACC. No worse. And um, offensively it is where the questions lie. Special teams is also a work in progress. I mean... So, we, we're going to see what happens. As usual, thank you for listening. I do appreciate your support. Uh, this podcast is available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. As always, go Knowles. <laughs>